0: the happy hour podcast with your host joel hello
1: welcome to the joel fleischman happy hour podcast episode number 56 with my friend over here vinnie Eggle. yeah how are you you, vinnie good so vinnie uh we got a famous 56 and we have a special guest producer today we've got luke schill filling in for holden Survey. hi hi luke shout out to holden can't be here today. His car broke down or some <laughs> senioritis. Horrible excuse, I'm sure. So, Vinny is here today. Well, first, we got famous 56s. We always do the numbers of the podcast. So, famous 56 jerseys. Shoot, Luke, you got anything in your head? Um, famous 56. 56-year-olds. No, that's weird. No, no, no. Jersey numbers. Man, we got a weird. we, we got, I can tell we got a guest podcast. Nobody's got a jersey <laughs> number for <laughs> um,
0: 56. um I'm not a huge sports guy.
1: There they are. Um, Pat Swilling, not very many. Hardy no. Nickerson, liked him a lot. I don't know who the hell them other people even are. Derek Johnson, middle linebacker numbers. Hit the greatest NFL players. That's weird. I, 56 is a wide open number. I don't know any NBA guys. Wow. That's horrible. All right. Lawrence you, Taylor. Oh, you of course, Lawrence Taylor. That's the one, that's the one one hit. big hitter that was the one i was thinking of right i was thinking clay matthews that's 52s 56 put 56 packers in okay 56 jersey packers i'm curious we've mm-hmm. already lost like half the people listening nothing like nobody who. oh nick, oh, nick burnett come on everybody should, yeah, you I call yourself a bad. packer fan <laughs> Good middle linebacker, 2000 round one pick. I didn't know that back when linebackers were taken in the first round. All right, anyways, I'm bringing Vinny on today two different reasons. I know him pretty well. Don't stop at his bar often enough. I don't start at anybody's bar often enough. Uh, I don't get out enough. But owns a bar here uh, locally near Campbell sport called the Curve Inn. Get to know about that a little bit with him and his family, and what's it like to own a bar in 2022. A rural bar and, and a rural, rural bar, bar yeah. a rural bar. I, I call them rural bars, which are which yeah. are fun bars. And you've done a great job um, remodeling that. And then also, you are running for state assembly.
0: Correct, state assembly of the 59th.
1: Of the 59th, yeah. Which is what district?
0: What does um, that cover? Covers all the way from town of Stockbridge, all the way down to the city of Hartford, um, up through town of Scott, all the way up to New Holstein and back over it goes around all the major cities so around Fond du Lac around West Bend okay. city of Hartford's probably the biggest but how many people covers a lot of rural areas I think it's right around
1: 58,000
0: 58,000
1: people so it's more like a small city though. Yeah, we're not like that big That's I think it seems so intimidating then. I think
0: in past years large voting years I think we've had about 22,000 voters right
1: and you have no um, political experience coming into this none none let's get to that one. before <laughs> that Vinnie doesn't drink beer, even though he owns a bar, he drinks whiskey and he is, I believe the, one of the first, not the only person that, first business ever bought whiskey, uh, one of the only people that ever bought their own alcohol onto the show. It's a happy well, hour podcast, we got to do this first.
0: I know you always like to do your beer and I don't drink beer at all. I mean, if I've had five or six full beers in my entire life, I'd be surprised. So,
1: And you've been a whiskey drinker for how long?
0: Um... Probably about eight or nine years. Um, I used to hate whiskey. My dad passed away eight years ago in March. And, uh, one thing he always loved was this green label, Jack Daniels. I always heard about So this green label, Jack Daniels is only sold in five states and Wisconsin is not one of them. So
1: so you're breaking the right now for us. This is
0: big. So we're definitely doing something special.
1: So what does the green
0: label mean? So it's a little different. It's got a hint of rye in it. It's aged a little bit less, so it's a little bit lighter in color, but the biggest thing is it doesn't carry the, the, uh, afterburn. So like most people don't like Jack. It's got the whiskey flavor, same Jack whiskey flavor. doesn't carry that, that charcoal afterburn, the barrel afterburn. When do you go, yeah, like you need to chase that. it with something yeah. like here. You can yeah. sip it and it's, it's well, a great
1: sipping I'll let you know whiskey and you don't
0: lot. have to, you don't have to chase it. It's amazing. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't have that kick at the end. It is true. Jack Daniels, usually, typically the straight Jacks have a strong, hard kick at the end.
1: Well, you want to try it? Yeah. It's got
0: a really smooth finish. It's honestly.
1: It does. It actually comes, it actually goes down hotter than it comes out.
0: Correct. Which is, which is
1: not true whiskey. So I love whiskey, but I get really, my wife does not (laughs) love whiskey in me. I think I'm hilarious when I drink whiskey. My wife does not.
0: She doesn't find it as good as you, right? No. No, not at all. Yeah, it finishes it like super smooth.
1: smooth. Yeah, you like it. I do. Luke likes it. All right. Amazing. So now why? So.
0: So my dad passed. He yeah. loved this Jack Green label, and uh, I did started doing shots of memory of him, and I got turned on to Jack, and then obviously I'm overweight, and I've been trying to lose some weight, so I figured Jack and water is good. So yeah. if I try to stay away from all the sodas, and.
1: So that's your go-to Jack and water.
0: Yeah, Jack and water. Not always green label. Go-to. Usually just Jack and water. Usually standard black, Jack and water. Jack and water. Yeah, black label Jack and water. Black label Jack. The downfall is jack daniels working on discontinuing green label right now why it's i don't believe it's sold enough and i don't think it's i don't know i'm not, not really watching. sure we went down there at christmas time and we asked them and they said they were discontinuing it and they were actually out of it at the time, so i didn't get to bring much home yeah but uh yeah you have to travel out of state to go get it
1: i uh visited in college days i visited the point brewery yep. tour i used to love that when we uh i go visit my buddies in Point. shout out to my high school buddies and uh, we visited the brewer, and we always had loved the shorties, for whatever reason. And they told us it was the last batch we're ever gonna make. We're college guys. But, hey, this is an <laughs> opportunity, right? Right. So anything we could fit in our vehicle. I mean, we were sitting, we were sitting on top of the shorties, all over our little apartments. Yeah, they were still making shorties like two years later. So <laughs> see them like randomly at a bar or whatever. Like, oh, they were lying to us. I don't know if they were lying to us. I, I believe it. I believe they believed that, wasn't but it was not the last batch.
0: They so. saw college guys coming in and they're like, we can sell them. Yeah, yeah, year. yeah. Here's hundred the best and salesman point. $120
1: right. worth of shorties for, for, no, getting rid of for it. no reason. Yeah, for getting rid of it. So, oh, welcome on. So, how did you get into the bartending business?
0: Um, fell into it. Um, I was a welder fabricator for 16 years. At 34 years old, I got laid off in 2009. Um, I worked for a great small company in Saunderville, tester manufacturing, you make their own product and uh, we still had a year in the books which was great so I still had another year of work and I was the second welder there so once we lost uh once we ran out of contracts and stuff then I ended up getting laid off and stayed home for a year with my daughter and then uh, I went and got a CDL we were moving up to Camelsport because uh child care was about half the price of Ozaukee County. Where were you born and raised? Born and raised in Port Washington, Port Washington. back when there was a okay. hospital there. Okay. And uh, we moved to Camelsport. It was much cheaper for child care. We actually chose Camelsport over Kiwaskum because my oldest daughter was going into fifth grade, and Camelsport offered future edu- or, uh, advanced education in fifth, where Kiwaskum only offered seventh grade. So we ended up okay. moving here because of it. And I started driving quad axle. And when I got laid off at winter time, I didn't have enough saved up in unemployment to get unemployment. Yeah. So I ended up trying to find a job and. A guy that I knew rather well had a tavern in Kewaskum that was that he leased, and he offered me the opportunity to take it over. So the day I took it over, we we're on our way home for a vacation for our anniversary. Um, our wedding is October fifth. We opened the bar Monday, October seventh.
1: And this was from right from Themer.
0: No, it was uh, Rob um, Rob Geiger had it at the time. Okay, what was the name of and it? He leased it. It was called Cowboys for a couple years.
1: Oh yeah, Cowboys. And Cowboy got out of I it forgot about Cowboys. Was, yeah,
0: uh, terminally ill.
1: So but Rob Themer, Themer had still over. owned it. Shout out to the Themer family. So that was originally the place that you're at where I grew up was actually Themer Sip and Snip. So I would actually get a haircut there, and then directly with one wall by the same owner, uh, you would actually have a sip. So it was literally, I used to play softball for many years for Themer Sip and Snip. It was a bar-slash-haircut barbershop. So, so not
0: the NARCOT any of the fathers, but a lot of guys would bring their kids in, go get them on the... Uh, get their haircut, and then dads would go over and have a couple cocktails and yeah you know, well thema them would always daughter. be on the
1: phone and working it so sometimes the haircut would last an hour because they'd be talking and sometimes it'd be 30 seconds and sometimes my haircut was great thank you themer and sometimes i don't know it wasn't my mom would be like what the heck my dad's like he's on the phone the whole time he's making appointments
0: i don't know what he was sometimes doing." sometimes you had to go for a second haircut
1: yeah kind of you heard that before i'm sure yeah. right so then they, they had the uh you remember the zebra the the striped gum Oh, a long time ago, yeah. Yeah, what was that called? you remember Casey? Not
0: zebra stripes.
1: Was it? Wasn't Z? Was it zebra stripes? Was that was actually was called? He had this crazy gum that was like zebra striped, and so yeah, my daddy. That was like the seven ounce tapper days. He'd have a few tappers after once in a while, and then I'd have the the cool gum. So
0: yeah. Yeah. So even uh, when Themer owned it, we leased it for six years. Okay. Um, actually, back the beginning, I re- I ran it for Rob, and a year later we decided to buy him out and I just I didn't really have much money and I made a 12 year or 12 month plan and paid him over 12 months to pay for all the stuff that's in the bar like all the bar stools and all the product to buy the business up. and we ran it over 12 months over the next 12 months we paid him off and now we're eight years in owning it nine years of having it total and we're going on 10 so october will be 10 years
1: what so what are the you're part of the um Wisconsin Tavern League. Thank you, Tavern League. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. the word I was looking for. You're part of the Tavern League, and you may know this. You're a smart guy. What are the odds of making it in any bar for a year?
0: It's very low percentage. I mean, what is that I mean,
1: percentage, honestly?
0: I don't even know the. I don't know the overall percentage, but most taverns close within two years. And and, and you bet.
1: And and you are raising your family off the bar income. Correct. Which is what are the odds of that after ten years? I mean, nobody's doing that, right? Right. I mean, you rather, have no food.
0: But. It, we have frozen pizza. Yeah, I mean, you, you so got the frozen pizza. The you, you
1: don't have a kitchen. As, uh, put it that way. You but know, the good
0: thing of not having kitchen is you have one employee at a time. Right. So you. So, so my wife and I are able to work almost all the hours. Yeah. Once in a great while, when you need someone to fill in, you can have someone work. And so you have to split. The, to so you have to split the tips. On split tips, which, you which is huge. You get in, right. Yep. And what you're making. But you got. But you got to work. You have to work events. You have to do stuff. You have to create it. So I mean, I used to think differently about guys that had a hobby bar, but the thing that's awesome, there's guys that have a full-time employment and then have a bar that just needs to be a hobby bar. And then the thing is, we have a full-time It's their man bar, cave with a so liquor license. So forced to work in. It feeds our kids, it, right. it yeah, pays for yeah. our house. So the thing is, we have to work it. So
1: Yeah, I think most bars are either an ego kick, a burden, or a man cave.
0: Or a party place yeah yeah man
1: cave party yeah. case like we don't make any money but i i have a drinking halfway drinking problem and i my friends show up and we do that for but until, it pays for itself i mean kind of sort of day until someday it, it doesn't off. you go i'm done but if you have good people yeah. right but so you're a rare breed right but you do really cool stuff you i mean some of the things that i know you do is bingo yeah that's been huge you have an outdoor brat
0: we built a brat hut. self served brought yeah thing. we got shut down with COVID. we built a brat hot out front um, what really got me in the tavern business originally was I started a nonprofit twenty four years ago to help educate teachers get students in the gray area. And you're still doing they're that? They're not special ed and they're not great. Yeah. You still do it today. So we raised over two hundred twenty thousand dollars just for that benefit. We mainly use it only in Port Washington at this time, but we're going to try and expand throughout all of Ozaukee County. And even with us living in Kewask and Camelsport, we still drive back to Port and we still run that event today.
1: Right. And that goes that money goes where? Say that again.
0: We have our own fund, but we use it to educate teachers. So we set up a program or a place outside of school. If people want to help we with that, where teachers. would they go to?
1: How would they contact you? Or what what is that fund um, look like?
0: They would probably have to contact us personally, or. The
1: Greater Milwaukee Foundation, it's the Ben, ben the, Carini uh, Memorial Foundation.
0: Ben Carini Memorial Pool Tournament. So we also have a Facebook page, uh, Ben Carini Memorial Tournaments. Um, it happens every third Saturday in January. So it's been going on for 24 years. We started out the first year with, I made. We had 16 shooters, raised $320. Second year, we had 24 shooters, we raised like 520 And now, I think our highest year we raised 14000 one year. And overall, with investments and everything, we raised. So
1: that money goes
0: to help to, to teachers, and then those teachers take advanced classes, or how does that work? We run a program. The teachers are invited in. They get their okay. education if they want. We teach it through Cardinal Church College.
1: And what do you? And explain gray area. What are you talking and about? And
0: gray areas where they're not always special ed, so, or they're not special ed. But they're not graduating. So 60 percent of the students in the middle aren't always easily taught. They just need a little Some push. kids learn out loud, mm-hmm. some kids learn on chalkboard, and some kids learn textbook style teaching. Textbook style teaching is the easiest, especially with our classrooms being overcrowded. They have to teach more textbook style teaching, but not all kids learn that way. So we want to help out those kids that aren't always easily taught. They're not dumb, they just don't. I had big comprehension issues. I couldn't read one paragraph, go to the next paragraph, and remember what i read in the first program right. my so wife will read the,
1: hey, Pam. my wife will read the same page on a book you know seven times <laughs> and she'll be like i'm done with this book right if it's fictional she can follow it but if it's beyond that it's she has a hard time very smart girl but that second page gets to her even reading
0: car magazines i have a hard time i just can't follow it long enough to Worth to digest but somehow you can watch tv you can watch history channel i mean there's so many people nowadays we're fortunate nowadays times have changed with technology, it does help people learn better. Mm-hmm. Um, certain things, technology pushes right. left, leaves people behind, but hopefully we can all figure that out. And I think the schools have definitely capitalized from when I started, we started a program, 16 students a year on average were dropping out of Port High School, so it was a major issue we had in Port Washington. So that's why we started there. Um, the gentleman I do it for Ben Craney took five years of high school to graduate his dad went to his graduation. there was nothing special. The kids that do it in three and a half. That not to say they don't work for it but the thing is sometimes they're just easily taught and they don't have to work as hard some kids never take a book home and they take their testing and they pass every time some kids have a hard time remembering all the stuff right. and they don't test well so he took five years and uh shortly after graduation he found out he had cancer and died nine months later oh it's awful yeah so uh i was at his funeral i'm like what can we do to remember him okay. by and some friends and I got together and we started. My mom ran a pool league. So, so
1: that money goes where? I, I still don't quite understand. It. The so we have our through. own
0: private fund. Yes. And then we educate, we invite the teachers in to educate teachers. So then you te- te- teachers how to teach
1: different. You teach teachers how to teach differently.
0: Correct. And it brings them, primarily it's a book study program through Parker Palmer. He was a speaker out of Madison. Okay. Retired a bunch of years ago when we got going. Um, Courage to Teach program. So it's a hardcover book. So it's a book study program that we teach the teachers. And then they have to come back and talk to us, either write, a, uh, write an essay or come speak to us. In our very first year, we gave all the teachers and teachers in service a hard copy book. And I think there was 250 teachers and four teachers took us up on it the first year. Year after we had 13, and then we had 15. Class size is 15 at most, but it's free for the teachers. And then after that, if they want their future education credits, they could pay the extra. I want to say it was around 150 bucks.
1: Right. And you're still doing that?
0: Um, we actually, Steve Carini retired from his dentist business, so we haven't done it in a few years, but we're going to work on trying to get back in. And the lady that was uh, teaching it for us out of Cardinal Stritch moved out of state, so we had to find a new person to teach it for us. So we're going
1: well, to try and get
0: someone involved, and uh, we might have to pay them to finish up their, and that's what we did with the last one, be able to teach our program.
1: So back to the bar business. Again, we kind of hinted on it about what is the secret sauce that makes it work for you guys?
0: Family. Everybody that walks in the door is family. So it's important that, you know, it's our family running it. And I think that's what it is. A lot of those bars that you see working are family-run bars. There's a lot of bars that have every different type of operation and they work well. Just you gotta find the right way to get that one to work. And every community is different. Every rural to village to city to, you know, college city is different than a rural community. Um, a lot of times people complain about drink prices, but a lot of times it goes by, um, I would say, looks, look at your tax base. If you're in Chicago, your drink's that much more because the building costs that much more there.
1: It's their overhead, it's not the alcohol it's the price. It's overhead, right. right. That's what people don't realize. It's not the right. alcohol price. What am I releasing this for? What did that bar stool cost? What are the bartenders cost? Right. What's my food cost? Yeah, your over yeah, overhead. Yeah, overhead, taxes, it. right. So you're sitting at a bar, owning it, got plenty on your brain, got a <laughs> young family, Uncharitable charitable organizations, help people out a lot. I know you help a lot of people out when they need help. How did you get into politics? What what called you to this?
0: I decided um, when we got shut down, I thought that it was ridiculous that we can get shut down. And even at the beginning when we got shut down for COVID, I thought this could be dangerous. So I'm like, yep, yeah, if we need to shut down for two weeks, I understand, we need to figure this out. I think we all thought that we were all drinking the Kool-Aid, if you will, or just didn't know, right? But after a couple e- couple weeks, we were like, "This is kind of ridiculous. Nothing's changing. We're not flattening any curve. We know how normal medicine works. We know how normal flu works or coughs and colds. There is kind of herd herd immunity too. So mm-hmm. we had to try and figure it out, but we didn't have any control because our government was controlling us. Right. So that's when that's when
1: he started talking about the government or right. thinking about it.
0: And fortunately enough, I've been on the board of directors for state tavern league for five years. So I've been involved in alcohol laws. Okay. When it came time to us trying to open up, um, tavern league of Wisconsin, we actually got into the amicus brief and got into the lawsuit of suing the state. So we spent a good amount of money to sue the state to get our small business back open. And it's not just the taverns. We stuck up for all the small businesses, but we needed to get back open. Right. So that's what got me involved in politics was learning how our businesses are run.
1: That, that's kind of what drove me nuts, is that the um, lumberyard was deemed essential.
0: Right. Right, so two weeks, I'm like, okay,
1: this could be a real thing. This, I mean, I was one of the, you know, I'd see people driving on the road. I'm like, why are they driving down the road? That's crazy. Why are they shopping? Like, this is real. Right. And then I'm like, okay, I'm deemed essential. Like, so people need their cabinets. Like, Walmart that doesn't make market. Yeah, like, it just started to not make sense to me. I'm like, why is the lumberyard open? Like, we're not essential. And right. like we're not like, if it's really that bad, people could live without their countertop.
0: For two months, we could, or I mean. But yeah, whatever this was going to be. However long right, it was going to live two without years, doing right. it, yeah. Yeah,
1: and then it just like, there was no end in sight and just a lot of weird stuff coming about. Yeah, I remember supporting you guys. I bought some merch from you guys, and was like, mm-hmm. hey, "We got to keep these places open." Yeah, so we just had
0: a t-shirt order come in right before we yeah right I before remember we got shut yeah. down. So we just did a big merchandise. Well, show. I remember that because I wear my curved-in stuff now. People supported. Like, something. how did
1: I get this shit? And I'm like, Oh yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it was great. It was really good. I think we all supported each other. But um, so you you started doing that. So how did you actually decide to run for 59th?
0: Um, I said, a couple years. Yeah, so two years ago, I said, "Well, maybe maybe someday I should really get involved." I'm like. Tim Rampton was in our district. I'm like, he's getting older. I'm like, maybe when he retires in five years or so, maybe I'd be ready to do that. So I was thinking more like three to five years down the road. I'd start preparing myself. Um, Fortunately enough, we bought our business three years ago. That's when Themer retired, and we bought the business. We have two years left. We'll have it paid off. Congratulations. Um, I was looking at that three years or five years down the road. I'd be maybe ready to take that jump and do something and then Tim decided to take the big jump and run for governor. So with Tim Ramtham stepping up, I decided that maybe it was my time. You can't really wait till you're ready. Sometimes you have to do it when, when the time is right.
1: All right. I think we got him, we got him, well, he's not liquored up, the ice is melted, but <laughs> we've got him softened up enough, right, Luke? So, and for anybody watching. So give me your campaign speech. Who are you? Why sh- why should I vote for you? Why should I vote for Vinny?
0: Cause I'm just a normal guy ready to take my small business experience to Madison.
1: And what needs to be done? My biggest
0: thing is I just have blue blue collar background and I'm a normal guy. And I feel us normal people finally need a voice. All the rich politicians can buy their way to Madison. A lot of people can buy their way to Madison. And I feel that with the help of the Tavern, I was able to learn a lot about it. With them, I'm able to push myself, do some fundraising and get myself there. And I think I'm that common voice that the. the normal people have in Madison.
1: If you get there and, I, and and if you had a platform and you could change one thing about our state, what would it be? Well, seems to start drinking more whiskey, isn't he? Right, he now I questions. really need to drink. Now the questions are getting real.
0: No, there's, um, more there's one bill I wanna pass my first year. And I wouldn't say that other things i mean there's a lot of things no, but if you, had, if you had but if you had if i was able to if pass they, a if bill they literally tomorrow. said
1: vinnie you can do whatever you want for one day you're dear god for one day of our state right what would you do well it's like the first thing you'd, re, you'd either take away and again being a, a normal man it's we're overlawed right so i don't know if you take something away or would you say no we need to do this i mean then right then when you're going to be in the legislation so there's so much broad perspective of that right like I really think we should shoot more wolves right down to uh I have no idea. We really need to work on our way.
0: education program. We need to work on our teachers or help our teachers out. No we shit. need to work on yeah, our schools and we so need what to make that? Our...
1: So yeah, I call it bullshit on that. We need well, to... No shit. Like there would any voter be like teachers suck, they need less money. Like everyone agrees with that, Benny. So what the hell would that mean? What would you do? But I honestly
0: believe that we got need to one help day. the teachers. I mean, yeah, help.
1: So what are you going to do? Give them a, But give them we need to make our schools
0: safer. We need to stand up for the teachers and not go let the deeper. Kids, go deeper. Not on, let the kids fine. be able to hit them. We need to, instead of protecting the three percent that are causing the problem, we need to protect the ninety-seven. percent So, what would you
1: do bring in law enforcement? I mean, what what would you actually do? Like, would you pay? The, would you support a, a higher budget to pay the teachers more? Would you? I mean, what would be that? You have one
0: day to do this. We need to get rid of a whole bunch of frivolous spending because we have obviously there's spending on other things that we do. I mean there's a lot of stuff we spend on that we and I don't know a lot of it yet until I get there so I can look at hard numbers but I would like to say yeah we need security so we so, need to find people. so,
1: so kind of you want to run a little bit you want to take your small business experience and saying let's run this like a small
0: business right
1: where what the hell are we paying, paying for are kids. toilet paper and whatever right and you would like to put that more money into education
0: right but there's a lot parts of education I mean just like you yeah. said it's school safety it goes to classroom sizes to... But the thing is our... our MPS is still wearing masks. Right. Let's address that issue. We're being controlled, we're being... Why is
1: MPS, Milwaukee Public Schools where you cannot find a teacher, nobody wants to work there, toughest district in the state, potentially, I don't know, maybe there's another one. Uh, why are they wearing a mask?
0: I'm not sure. They're controlled by I'm controlled not by local government answer, also. Like, oh, shit, but they're controlled by that. local government too. I mean no, 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 as right. much you as can't we have state government, we have federal yeah, government, right. we have all the stuff So that's stuff. down to
1: their that's down to their local school board level, so you can't influence But that.
0: one of the huge things is school choice too. Okay. So MPS, last year they had a bill that they tried to pass and Evers vetoed it to try and split up MPS so it's separate schools. So that if a parent in one area that they're told their kids have to go to the school, they could technically school choice to another milwaukee school
1: but right, it would actually defund be because you get money based on how many people go to school there so if they had a really bad school in the milwaukee public school district they would just have no enrollment which would thus lead to their school closing Correct. so it actually becomes a little bit of a capitalism within the school districts right you're bringing a little entrepreneurship within the school districts come come play nice in our sandbox
0: but that's not decided by the legislature that would be decided by the parents then so now right but but, but you have to
1: give them the opportunity to be decided you give by the parents, parents to be able to right again it's like choices. capitalism Which like we're good. gonna make yeah. we're gonna open this up and let the parents decide where it goes and where the money's going to be funded right Right. The and the money should,
0: should follow the student right And if they does. choose to do right. homeschool because they can't handle any of the schools they live by then do homeschool and be able to get paid to do that education right. or pay who they go through so, so
1: i'll ask you i'll ask you the same question in a different way what pisses you off about our but our state
0: a lot. I don't believe that, you know, like even, even though I'm Republican and I'm a, you know, I'm a constitutional conservative, I feel that we shouldn't be able to overpower anybody. So we have, right now we have the assembly and the Senate as Republican. We had a democratic governor and he was able to veto anything. Only if you have enough people in the assembly and the Senate, you are able to make it veto proof, but we need that system to work better together.
1: Well, he's truly the governor that has done nothing. Right. Um, and, and it's really, really sad because that's actually now working in his favor for the election time. Right. Right. So I've talked to a lot of people on both sides of the fence, Republican and Democrats. The fact that he's done nothing, and he truly hasn't. He doesn't, he does not speak on the media. I don't know where he is in the last, I don't know where he's been his whole election. Right. He never came out on any side of the fence on COVID. He's, done nothing. I mean, you have to, I mean, I'm wearing this hat, Lions not cheap. You have to stand on what you believe in. Even if I hated the guy to guts if he was doing something, but then again, he could lose the election. He's literally just said, I'm not going to do anything. I'm not going to say anything. I'll just get reelected, in my opinion. Right. And to me, that's been the worst because that's been the non-activity in our state. And now we're getting way behind on a million things. Well, when the you, agenda is not being moved, we're not progressing. I
0: mean, it's like owning a business and just refusing to change at all for the sake of continuity. Right. And there is no progression. That's kind of the issue is it's any business. The state is a business. Yeah. The boss is Governor Evers. Well, the issue is if Governor Evers doesn't communicate with any of the people in the Assembly or any of the Or, or the does the anything. Senate, does anything. But he doesn't even communicate with them. How can you or run a business public, for your customers? Or his customers. Or his customers. Right. Or the customers.
1: Again, what is he doing on any given day?
0: Right. I have no clue. Hiding in his basement. I don't I know. Could be. I don't know. Not a clue, but he's not running it like a business. He's not talking to anybody. Right. You can't do it without communication.
1: So you want to foster communication, you want to foster small business principles and ethics. Uh, you want to common have sense, sense. common sense, we don't no. have common sense, right? Which again, goes to about small business,
0: right? Right. And, and get some shit done is what i I think once we have a Republican governor, we can get some stuff done, but I also believe that we shouldn't be able to just do what we want. You still want to work with the Democrats and you want to work together because we used to have two parties. I feel now we have four parties. We have far left, far right, Republican and Democrat, right? You no, know, we need to try and work together again. Back in the day we worked together.
1: I feel like we have no things parties. have been we have, so divided we have for so long right
0: we just we need to work together we need to figure stuff out and do what's best for our state for all of our people right
1: i mean i i mean this whole thing with shooting kids in schools and shooting kids in general and, and you know to me it's uh they blow up when they're shooting kids in school but 90 miles away in chicago they shot 40 people last weekend
0: i think it was 53 over the memorial weekend 53. So in it's a where you're so. not allowed to have guns
1: 53 right so and that happens every weekend 90 miles from where i live yeah. 90 miles no one talks about that and we want more laws and more guns and if i say if, if i say i don't believe in that you're like well then you're for you're for killing kids right come on now i'm not for not killing at all. kids it's not right? the gun killing the kids right person. and even if it is the gun killing the kids then what are you gonna what are you gonna do what are you gonna actually again that's where i'm like what are we gonna actually do um i've been saying it this way and i truly believe in it we have a cultural Problem in our country hit disguised as a mental illness disguised as gun control correct right so it's like they say it's gun, and that's like so it, like if you have a bad culture at your business or my business what people generally do is go to process procedures or in government laws well if Luke can't do his job write it into his work duties if Luke can't do his job give him a formal warning and give him more process and procedures track his time do this do that If you have a cultural problem, that'll make everything worse. So that's what they're doing. They're over-legislating everything. And I think that's because of the lack of God. That's a broken two-party system. And it is broke. broken. Like, we need people that are just common sense. I I don't care where Republicans or Democrats are voting. This makes sense. Mm -hmm. Like, don't give me all that bullshit. Right? Right. Like, get shit done. Move things forward. It's a cultural problem in our country. We don't... We have people that are so confused and messed up and make no rhyme or reasons. And uh, that's a problem. I, I, don't, I don't know how it's fixable, but I do think and, I, and I'm a strong supporter of voting for Vinnie, we just simply need common sense. And, and you said to yourself, you do not know what you would attack on day one. But you know, as it comes up, you'll speak for how you would run your business, how you would run your family through God and country and, and do what's right and get it done.
0: When well, I'm looking forward to being a common individual, a common blue collar class person to come home, sit in the tavern and chat with all the people. I mean, I was going out to nonprofit events all the time before, before I even planned on running for politics. And now we're out even more, but I want those people to come and see me. I mean, look at Glenn Grokman, he's out everywhere. Sometimes when you talk to people, you think there's three of him for all the events he's at, but we're at a lot of events too. I mean, I want people to be able to approach, I wanna be approachable. I wanna be able to hold a conversation. And I want to learn from the people. Right. Because that's where we it's supposed to be ground up. We need the people's voice is supposed to be heard in Madison. Right. It's not what I think is best. It's what my people think is best. Which is
1: still, to me, still best done on the local level. Again, if you really want to influence the world you live in, I've always said this, Joe Biden, and again, maybe he's got way more control than, than he used to with some of the things that he did. But um, he doesn't affect my life, right? Federal doesn't affect my life. State hardly does. Local does, like those people aren't aware of, like there's openings on town boards, there's opening in public school districts. And, and, and I'm, not, uh, I'm not one, I've never been called to public service, so I'm not complaining about people not volunteering, mm-hmm. but do realize the local government impacts your life much more than the federal government does. Right. And they all try, but again, the federal government is 330 million people. They're not, it's a broad spectrum there.
0: I would say the easy way to look at that is your daily life is controlled by your local government your monthly life is run by the federal government because the thing is, is or even, let's even go inflation further, right? and all the others yeah where daily life
1: daily life is your local government monthly's you yeah. usually is federal right quarterly is it. federal yeah, yeah right something like that i mean
0: you're talking inflation you're talking to things that affect all of our families everybody. yeah, yeah. is definitely federal and we can't do anything about it right you know right. the inflation but uh yeah, I mean, I ran into a lot of people when when April voting was. I already started my campaign, and I was talking to people and asked them they went to the vote, and they're like, "Nah, my vote doesn't matter." And I says, "No, I said you need to realize your vote matters more there, than even my campaign." I said that local April vote was way more critical. I said because that's the person taking the ballots. That's the person in the schools taking care of your kids. That's the people taking care of everything close to home for you.
1: And again, locally for me, and that comes down to eighty people right you know those, those those people that are running your daily lives if you will and your and your family and your kids they're those votes are coming down to 80 100 people mm-hmm. those are not and every done vote by matters. yeah no, like you don't think your vote matters when it comes down to 100 people right like, you could probably vote and rally 25 people to vote like you're getting it close right like you your vote and your influence absolutely matters. So go out and vote, vote, vote.
0: You could have a vote, you could have a cookout that Tuesday afternoon and bring all your friends to the voting zone.
1: And I still think, I'm trying to teach my kids that, uh, and even if you truly believe your vote doesn't matter, you have an obligation to the heroes and the legends that died before you proudly and nobly and knew they were going to die and did it anyway for your right to vote you not voting because you were busy and at golf league (laughs) or your netflix movie was on or you were tired after supper like bullshit. Mm -hmm. get your ass and vote because of the people that gave you the right to vote and we're such so spoiled in our country we don't understand how many people don't have the right to vote. people say you know the usa sucks and where else you want to live right you want to go freaking canada you want to go freaking mexico you want to go to europe like where else like when they say the united states sucks i'm like where else do you want to live like you better check that before you say the usa sucks and i think that's because i don't because we're it like, if we fall everybody falls right we're right. holding this whole world together if we're out everybody's out
0: i think that's one of our demises that every generation gets softer we do get more spoiled every day absolutely so it's kind of difficult you know we just we try to make it easier for our kids but I feel we weaken our kids by making it easier. Yeah. Everybody wants it that they get it just a touch better than what they added. Because we all want to work for the future, but.
1: So I'm going to screw this up. Luke, do you know this, Vinny, do you know this? Strong times, right? So Google that, right? We'll bring that up. Oh yeah. Can you say it? I can't even say well, strong I believe times it. Strong times make weak times. Men.
0: Yeah, strong, strong time. times
1: make weak men. Put that on there. Something like that, yeah. It'll come up, that'll get us close. I'll go to images.
0: There you go. Go to that second one. Weak times bring strong men. Hard
1: times bring strong men. Strong. strong men bring good times. Good times bring weak men. Weak men bring hard times. Hard times bring strong men. Right. And recycle. It's a revolution.
0: It's, it's, it's a rotation. That
1: has been going on for thousands of years, through. And going back to the time of Jesus and Roman mm-hmm. culture. That's a fact. That's a fact. You have to raise strong people to have good times. Yeah. You have weak people that rely on the government through PPP loans and not working. and government handouts and assistance, you're going to end up with weak people Right. that don't know anything. You're going to have hard times. Those hard times then bring strong men, strong right. men, then bring good times.
0: It's a rotation. It keeps going. And that's just the But way it also work. creates entrepreneurs.
1: Oh, even in, well, I've even said this, you know, 08, which was, you know, but even in the Great Depression, right? Remember, there was more millionaires made in the Great Depression than in another, well, now we probably have more with yeah. inflation. But even in the Great Depression, there were people that figured it Some out. Some
0: people figured it out, yeah.
1: Somebody figured it out, right? Yeah. Like, not everybody was broke.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Not everybody had a hard time. So you just got to fight and overcome. You
0: get through it. Yeah, you know. And i think one of the other things we definitely have a major problem with is definitely the mental illnesses that we have and we have to try and take care of that yeah you probably see that at the bar so So somehow so you know I said
1: it's a really tough industry like the tavern league the bar industry your best customers have a drinking problem
0: um not all of them but i mean some but i'm saying
1: i'm saying in i'm not saying that to be rude or that that's a whole whole business model yeah but that's a challenging business model Mm -hmm because that's, that's walking a fine line, right? And you care about I it. I see you every day. Yeah. yeah, I care about you. You are now my friend, you're one of my best customers. We have a connection. You spend a lot of time here. Right. But now I'm worried about you because you spend a lot of time here.
0: But that's one of the best things about the Tavern League of Wisconsin is we actually have a safe ride program where we pay a dollar per mile to take everybody home. Yeah, isn't that great? So the thing is I'm able, like my wife can drive someone home or my daughter or I, we can drive them home, and a lot of times we try to follow each other and take their vehicle. And we've taken people all the way to Sussex from Keewasm already.
1: So if I'm at, and again, not that you're promoting that, right? <laughs> like, yeah. don't come to the curve in and
0: get bombed and make me take right. it home.
1: But if I get but at it's the curve f- in and things happen and through the Tavern League, explain how that works, because you kind of hinted at it, but how do you try to So you, try to, you try to let your so bartender it's me and know Luke, that you- he's being an idiot, I'm being an idiot. I don't know what happened. We got, we lost track of time or whatever. And, or I ride left that we thought we had, yep. let's say we were trying to be responsible,
0: need ride.
1: I don't know what we're going to do.
0: We need a ride home. Yeah. So then what happens? So we do as an owner, as, as an owner for me, as part of the Tavern League, I have slips from my county, take you home. I fill out the slip, you get a complete free ride home. It's paid for by the Tavern League and none of that money is tax money. It all comes out of the backside of each drunk driving. So you get reimbursed. We get reimbursed from. The county tavern league mm-hmm. and then the state tavern league reimburses the county, so you're
1: similar to like an uber ask in house uber ask somewhat, but don't don't push it. Right? But it gets <laughs> like, paid, but it gets paid. Don't come to out and be like, I need a... We yeah. go every Tuesday night and we get rides home, but now the downfall Mom is. drops me off. Well, that's
0: what Luke the downfall is. We're in a rural area, we don't right. have any public transportation in those cities where it's big public transportation. Green Bay, don't we have Bay like county, one uber girl.
1: But she's like Uber pickup girl, that she disappear? Well, Uber is... Luke, you would know. How many Uber people are in like this area? There's like an Uber Dave. I've there's Uber Dave, himself. yep. Uber, Uber Dave's back? Are he does like? a lot
0: of rides. But yeah. Uber is typically run by a credit card system. Right. So for us to do it, we can't really do it through Tavern League. We are right. working. There is about three- am just saying, you have like an
1: in-house Tavern League. Yeah. We'll take care of
0: you. So we do it cash-wise, but
1: right. So how... Okay, we had some technical issues there. So I'm gonna crack a beer. The second portion, the last 10 minutes, is brought to you by Central Waters Brewery. I don't even remember what we were talking about. Luke Shell is getting fired from <laughs> his temporary <That's> <laughs> part-time job. This will be his last podcast. Sorry, Luke. This is yeah. a good. This is a good advice. You know, I, I Vinny, I know, in K.C. volunteer a lot, and thank you guys for that. I always say when I volunteer, I'm like, I hope I do a horrible job so they never ask me back. <laughs> I must do just good enough because they always ask me back. But I'm always like, I'm right. really trying to do a bad job. So you like, don't put me on the committee next year. Well,
0: it's hard enough to find employees that you pay. It's even worse to find people that want to volunteer. Yeah. So I try to do really awful. And then hopefully they'd be like, well, what about
1: Fleischman? No, he's horrible actually but There's got to be somebody else. So Luke's doing that. He's filling yep. in today. This is not his job dude He's trying to get fired. I get it. So cheers. Thank you again for coming on. Let's let's reorganize this conversation. I don't even know where it was, so again, I apologize if it wasn't a podcast. Blame Luke Schill. Luke.schill at Drexelteam.com if you'd like to contact him direct. So let's go back to your campaign. Two different things we wanna talk about before we got about 10 minutes left. I wanna hit on taxes. That's a, with inflation and everything, I wanna talk about that. What's your stance on some
0: tax issues? So with being a blue collar guy, I feel that we need to get rid of state income tax. And I think with a new governor, I think there's a good chance. Um, there's a couple of them that have been talking about it, but I think Walker started on it and I think we have a future in it. And if we can get rid of state income tax, the only people paying state income tax is the working people. The people that are sucking off it are people getting um, tax returns off the bottom if they have a bunch of kids that get extra tax returns. The ones that the ultra rich, they have five businesses doing one thing, three businesses that are losing, five are winning. They ended up writing off all that losses so they don't have to pay a lot either. The middle class seems to be the ones that pay, the ones that always say, well, if I work too much overtime, I end up having to pay too much income tax. So a 50 hour week pays almost the same as a 60 hour week because it gets stuck in the next tax bracket. We shouldn't have to worry about that as much.
1: So Florida does not have a state income tax.
0: Correct. There's a bunch of states already. I mean, there's, I don't know exactly. Let's pick
1: on Florida. Literally booming, people are moving there. My accountant, you know, and I I am fortunate through Drexel to make um, a good amount of money, more than I would have ever thought. Mm -hmm. Um, He told me, Joel, you need to be a resident of Florida. He told me that in a meeting. He's like, go buy property in Florida, house in Florida, within three to five years, based on the income that you make, you will have that paid off and you will not pay any taxes. Right. I'll get a non-hunting license up here, right? And it's all legal, I get a non-resident hunting license. people are doing that day after day after day. Florida market is what? Booming, job creation, people are coming into that. Nobody there pays state income taxes. If you like sports, sports players are going there. And again, let's not get obsessed with sports. I hate when people do. Right. But there's a reason people come into Florida, right? We have a wonderful, you know, wonderful, well, it's horribly liberal, but a wonderful Madison, yeah. UW Madison, right? With the smartest people in the country coming there. We have then, some of the and best then they're medical. leaving. So why they would stay if there was no state income tax. Because right. I'm a huge component of you work, you don't pay state. Why tax people for working overtime? Right more why, why be scared of a higher tax and make as much as you can why be scared of that
0: now we have to make up for some of that so the thing is we have also that would help with cash jobs right
1: like to help the government i mean there may be less cash economy
0: there's always gonna be a cash economy a little bit less to
1: that because there's no state income tax
0: but we don't have to pay people to go looking for it right right now we're paying department of revenue people to go look for the cash jobs right and One of the things we can do to help make up for some of that is charge property tax for people that don't live in Wisconsin. We all know that most of our properties are on the lakes in Wisconsin, all of our natural resources are being used by out of staters. And when they buy our houses and they Airbnb them, they end up taking all the money back to Illinois or to Minnesota, our our neighboring states. So if we charge them extra tax on a property that they're taking their money home because they don't live in
1: Wisconsin. Property owner would pay a higher tax and in, income higher property tax property tax. tax income. Well, that's smart I like that that's because we want really to take on. care of the Wisconsin market. It's like a non-resident. It's like a non-resident hunting license. You're gonna visit us You're gonna shoot one of our deer. We love to have you you're coming in anyway So instead of 50 bucks, we're gonna charge you $500 for a deer that just makes sense Everyone does that on our country property taxes makes a ton of sense If you want to come up to the Great Kettle Moraine See us it's gonna cost us a bit more because you're not really on our grid Right. You're not stopping at the curve in every weekend and paying those taxes and sales tax, and you're not going to Blue Door for coffee, and right? You're coming up occasionally, or you're VRBOing it, and then you're taking all that income-
0: And taking it back- taking it back,
1: price. right? Especially that VRBO stuff. Right. Shout out to Father Strand, good friend of mine from q He actually, I love priests because they're, they're, they're super smart and they're super dialed in. And then once in a while, you know, because they're just, they're just a little out of the loop, which I love that, they just don't quite get all the terms. He's like, yeah, I'm going out west with a priest friend. They're going to go hiking. He's like, we're going to one of them verbos. Like, you're going to a verbos. I go, what's a verbo? He goes, no, <laughs> verbos, VRBOs. I go, yeah, they, it's a VRBO. He goes, people say VRBO, they don't say verbal. I said, nobody says verbal. He's like, oh, oh, that's really bad. I'm like, yeah, well, now. Now I know what you mean. Now I know, so Father Strand, yeah. That's why I love priest friends. They're totally with it, like, 9.9% of the time. And then God's got them distracted with the real stuff in life, so... They miss out on the on the verbal conversation
0: well, so back to back to us getting shut down two years ago one of the things was is the churches got shut down how come you can't go to a church i mean you know we all got shut down small business and churches so sometimes you need you know even with the mental english problems we have some of that could have been fixed by even being able to go to church you feel that new that new vibrance when you walk out of church you know it helps you
1: and i know it, I know the government shut down churches my biggest problem was and to me it was the Catholic Church largest organization in the world it was the one chance that they had to say enough is enough they could have said you know what sacraments overcome the government overcome the law right. overcome death we will be having baptisms we'll be having confirmation we'll be having weekly mass and I will I will never forgive the Catholic Church for that and I am a staunch Catholic but that was a huge mistake they made where they succumbed to the pressure
0: and said, and yeah, we're shut down.
1: down. I said, there's no reason you should be shut down. None. There's Absolutely a lot not. more
0: people that should have stepped up. I mean, yes. shouldn't have just taken everything to sue, but there should have been other people stepping up and saying enough is enough.
1: Right. My line's not cheap. Again, right. we have a cultural problem where people would rather stand behind Facebook and go to Kewaskam Chatter and down Chatter and friendlyneighbors.com and, and bitch and scream and yell. You see them out in public and they won't say a damn word and they won't go to a damn meeting. Right. And they won't work. Right. we have a work problem. Again, we have a cultural problem in our country. Uh, and, I, and again, I, I, God bless you, Vinny, for running for Congress. And uh, so I ask state assembly.
0: It.
1: State assembly. State, what's <laughs> Congress? <laughs> I well,
0: know, I what's guess it would be difference? the Congress of the state. But
1: yeah, yeah. Not, no, I'm a moron. I just bitched about but no, the morons. It would be the mind. Congress of the state, though.
0: You're right. It's not the Senate. It would be the Congress of the state. I
1: don't know what Congress assemblies are. all the same shit. Senator, yeah, governor. I don't know. So, one of my favorite. State Assembly. So, you are literally going to be. Okay, let's break that down a little bit. Because, Luke, you don't know. You have a I'm, I'm shaking my head over here. Because like, you're, yeah, like, you, like, you're like, what are you like? You're like, right? There's the Assembly. So you're not a senator. There's state senators? they state senators. So but you they report the, to the government. Like, Ron Johnson reports to the feds. That's
0: a federal senator. Yeah, that
1: federal mean. senator. And then there's state that's senators. State senator and then you're so you like the republic you like the house of republicans for wisconsin that's what assembly does
0: right house of, representatives. The house of representatives yeah whatever the hell i said house wisconsin. of
1: republicans okay. they're not all republicans they're not all yeah hell i work at a lumberyard oh that's everybody. all good some whiskey in me i mean but shit house of I, re- the house of representatives for wisconsin for the state. simply said. right right for the state Use way to right. say right. it and then there's a senate right so right. who would be the local
0: in this region local senator is dewey strobel dewey strobel right
1: yeah Right, I know Dewey a little bit. Yep. And then you would have, so that's the, your Senate, that's your Senate Assembly. Which is Assemblies. assemblies. Yep. You call it the Assembly in Wisconsin. Yeah. House of Representatives. 99
0: Assembly members. Right. I don't remember how many Senate members. And then the governor, less, and then you, have your legis-
1: then you have your legislation branch. Sure. Should we, we all learn in seventh grade? Mm-hmm. Luke's like, right. I have no yeah. idea. You yeah, haven't, it's you right. Have, right. been a while. Luke, you haven't inputted in any of those right now, I noticed. No. Yeah. Right. Civics. Social studies civics did do so good. Uh, I made her through, but okay. Didn't tested one. Well, right, yeah. well. yeah, well. So we had every one of our pods and we're already wrapped up even after Luke blowing this whole podcast halfway through. But that got us back on track. So I appreciate it actually in a in a way. Thank you for coming on. I ask Thank every single person who's ever done a podcast. You have one big giant billboard. You can put anything you want on it. Anything, it's your billboard. Millions of people are gonna see it. It's gonna be up for a very, very long time. What do you put on it and why?
0: Um, my billboard today would be vote for Vinny, but that's only gonna last another two months. It's primary only. Okay. Um, but right now it would say vote for Vinny, just a normal guy ready to take my small business experience to Madison.
1: Okay. Well I'm gonna we're gonna paint that one over. Now
0: we're gonna paint over that and just right, have a billboard that has nothing so that to do with my well, political.
1: Well one that's like that's right, that's a good one. I appreciate that one. Now give me another one.
0: If you want to make God laugh tell him your plans. That was a sign my wife used to have above her desk when we first met and I still carry it with today because the thing is is you never know where life is going to take you. And if you think you have a plan, it's just not going to happen because God has a different plan for you. I
1: agree. I mean, you have to I I love that. I love that so much. I there's a thing called amar for Fort, amar forty. Right, put that out there. Amar A M O R Fati, F-O-T-I, Fati, right, right, right. Go to images. So I have a coin that I, I don't today, that's it right there. You know, uh, the Stoics said that, so that would have been like Marcus Aurelius, not merely to bear what is necessary, but to love it, right? So again, it's it's your fate. It's the, it's, it's amor fate is the love of fate, Okay. right? You have a fate. Uh, And no matter what it is, you don't bear it. You don't just bear it. The goal is to actually love it, right? Right. So when bad things happen, that's your fate. So how do you actually not bear what is necessary, but to love it, right? To not weather the storm, you know, I have a saying uh, that I I really have come to love, you know, like uh, when things happen, you know, the devil whispers in your ear, right? The devil says, you're not strong enough. You're Not strong enough to weather the storm. You're not strong you're not strong enough to get through this is a tough storm just shut it down right and you yell back at the devil I am the storm right so that's exactly where I think you were going with that right if you think if you think you have a plan God has a and I always said God has a better plan a better plan right God has a better plan and it may not be even close to your plan you know you have a plan for sports or athletics or money or income or business or going to own a house, but God has somehow somehow God has a better plan. And he's trying to teach you a lesson.
0: Yeah. 12, 15 years ago, we were broke. If someone ever would have told me I was going to own a business and I was going to run for state politics. I would have said, you're nuts. So
1: Yeah. But there was a lot of struggle with that.
0: Everyday changes. So. There was a lot of struggle with that. Oh yeah. It wasn't easy. And one of the biggest things I try to tell my customers all the time too, especially when they're down in the dumps or when they're happy, I'm like, if you, if you always look for something sad, you're going to find sad. If you look for something happy, you can find happiness. Even in death, when someone passes away, you can find happiness because you find new friends, you find family you haven't seen in forever. And it's unfortunate sometimes it takes that to bring people together. But if you look for sadness, you're going to find sadness, you know, and that's where I think a lot of thing is nowadays people are very sad. More people need to look for the happiness in what's happening around you every day.
1: Be grateful, be grateful right time and time again I just said be grateful you know what I mean we talked about I remember you and I having that conversation very vividly at Blue Door was just be grateful for what we have every day you know God bless every day no matter what you're here you're here for a purpose find that purpose and go with it hey I love you brother thank you for coming on I really appreciate it absolutely thank you thank you for coming on from afar she didn't want to be in but she was influencing (laughs) this podcast a lot just by her body and her language so we I love you too thank you for coming on Luke you're fired (laughs) Thanks for listening and tuning in and watching, everybody. We out. Peace.